Hello, I am Jess and I am one of the two chicks in charge here today and I have Robin Wilson who is standing in for Shasta. Surprise, I am so excited to have Robin here. We are going to talk all things about how she got started, um, when she moved to the automotive industry and what big things are coming up for her. So welcome Robin, thank you so much for thank being you. here. Thank Not you. that you're oh, like right always, outside or anything. <laughs> always willing to fill it. Yeah, my office is like right there. I'm usually sitting out there the whole time just watching live, so I know. I'm enjoying it. I know, you're great. You're a huge support for us. We yeah. love it. Um, so, Robin, tell everybody, you know, who are you? Where did you get started? And why are you here today? Well, it's kind of funny because I was sharing with Jess before we started that my old GM had sent me a picture. Like, he used to like to sit down with his managers and and go through what their goals were for business and for their personal life and and like, who were your top three humans in your life that contributed to your life? And I was like, and he sent that to me like just about an hour and a half ago. And I was, his, his writing is horrible. So I was like having to decipher it. But it was interesting to go back through that because I'm sure that was probably in like 2015 is probably whenever he did that. So um, I didn't mean to be in the automotive industry. It was an accident, obviously. Um, we had started the social media agency uh, on the heels of the mortgage meltdown, and I was in the mortgage industry for years, and um, we saw the recession happen, and business after business just really struggling globally. Not it didn't just happen in the U.S. It happened globally, and what I was uh, made aware of was that small business owners were really just bringing this back around, bringing our economy back around, starting small businesses, hiring people, creating jobs, and I wanted to be able to help them. And um, the only way that we could figure out how to give them a voice, because their budgets are small. If you think about the mom and pop, like they're in charge of, let's say they're a, a, a boutique, right? So they're in charge of going to market, ordering clothes in, making sure they have merchandising shelves, making sure the electricity bill is paid, scheduling the people, covering the payroll, cleaning the toilet. Mm -hmm. They have to do everything, right? There is no, there's no, uh, it's just them. And so when you think about that and then they have to know marketing, they have to know how to get awareness for their little boutique, you know, in this little town somewhere and get the right audience to come to them. Um, it's really too much to ask of um, an entrepreneur to think of that stuff. So we were like, how can we help them? So social media at the time, this is 2013 was really um, just starting to be targeting businesses. Like it was starting to be uh um, a tool that you would use for business. Yeah, it wasn't super relevant yet. Mm -mm. And most business owners didn't even know the difference between a profile and a business page. So they would have a business, a, a personal profile that was like named whatever their business was. Their first name may be the, and the last name would be Brunchinette. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like that's how they would lay it out. And so um, a lot of what we did at first was learning the ins and outs of how Facebook could help them, how Instagram could help them whether Twitter was a fix or LinkedIn was a fix. And so we started in this small um, business arena. So shoe store, clothing store, dentist, insurance agent. I mean, you think about any small business out there, uh, 24 Fitness here in Joplin mm -hmm. for our clients, um, Cafe Del Rio and uh, Border Town and Grilling Cantina. Those are all still our clients. And then, um, and I've told this story before, so if you've heard it, just sing along. Um, so, and then in 2014, um, a good, well, he wasn't a good friend of mine at the time. I didn't even know him. Um, Greg McCoy reached out to me and said, hey, let's talk about, um, come and talk to me at Roper Kia about doing social media for our dealership. And I'm like, okay. And so we spoke and um, long story short, he insisted that I actually work at the dealership and not be a vendor partner. 
And after arguing back and forth about this, I don't want to work there, but I need you to work here. Um, I did go to work there um, for him. And then I literally got my, I call it my MBA in automotive because I, he made me a manager and I got to sit, I had a seat at the table with all of the department heads twice a week, um, learning where they were struggling and where they were succeeding and where the money was coming in and where the money went out, where our profit margins were and how many profit margins there are in a dealership. And so it was, it was, I always tell him to this day, he takes credit for it and I give him credit that that was the best move ever for me because then I learned a whole new industry. And then I learned how to serve them and how to communicate for them and the struggles that they were overcoming and how could I help with that. But like we do so much more than just social, right? Yeah. On the SCP side, um, we do email campaigns to their database. Um, we do lead gen for them. We become the voice of the dealership. If somebody's talking to your dealership on social media and you're one of my clients, my team is having that conversation for you. So um, like if they're asking, hey, is this vehicle still in stock? Or hey, do you work with bad credit? Or are you guys open tomorrow? Like there's somebody constantly answering them. Yep. And so that was something that the dealerships couldn't just hire. I mean, they couldn't just hire for it, you know, and have someone just sitting there all day long, just staying in messenger. Whereas like I may have one rep that works on 10 accounts, right? And she's in this one and she's in this one and she's moving along and that works better. There's not, in most dealerships, there's not a lot of enough chatter going on. That one person needs to be in one account. Um, so we have a team of, I think, about six or seven mm -hmm. on the elite response team, and they are the voice of the dealership, the dealerships that we work with um, seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. And that's kind of where we got started. And then we branched out um, into other dealerships. Um, so this is a story we don't tell a whole lot. So I kept asking my GM, Greg McCoy, <laughs> I kept asking him for referrals like every month we would have a meeting. I come sit in his office and I would, I would ask for a referral. I'm like, you know, I think I'm doing a good job. Do you have any other real or um, any other dealerships that you think could use my help? And um, he would go, yeah, I'll get those to you. I'll get those to you. So on the 13th month of me asking him for referrals, I found I was a little bit, I was a little bit pissed. Um, I walked in and I went, so either I'm really, really, really crappy at my job or you don't have any friends or you're a liar. I don't know what it is. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, and this is a GM that would throw shit down the table at a manager's meeting, like coffee cups, whatever. Like he's that level of GM. And so um, he goes, what are you talking about? I said, this is month number 13 of me coming in here, sitting down here and asking you for a referral so that I could get more dealerships in the automotive space. I could get more, I could add more clients to my roster and you haven't given them to me. So you either don't have a friend in the world or you think I'm really crappy at my job. And he's like, he like literally goes, just go get this list off the printer. Just go get it. It's printing right now. And so he had printed me out a list of like, I don't know if everybody in his 20 group or everybody at Rich Dealers. I don't know who it was. He was like, there you go. All of their phone numbers and everything were on there. And so finally, of him, like, I mean, because you just have to ask for help. People won't just give it to you because they're like, you're really good at your job. Here, call my friend. Yep. You'd have to just keep asking for the business. And so we did that um, and then just started growing one at a time, one at a time, one at a time um, until we got to where we are today on the SCP side, where we deliver organic and paid social. And we are the voice of the dealership. We had those conversations for them all the time. That's where Jess started too. Yeah, it is. I actually started on the Elite Response team um, in the very, very beginning. Whenever I mean, mm -hmm. I think it was Shasta that actually built the Elite Response team out, mm -hmm. and um, 
finally she was needing some extra help and that's where, where I came along. Yeah. And she's been uh, stuck with me ever since. Yeah. So just started like just at the time when we first started though, just, most of the people who are on the elite response team work from home mm -hmm. and just was a, a mom. She had a couple little kids at home and this was a good thing for her to be able to pick up some business or pick up some income and help with the family. And it worked out really well until in 2020, we all moved in-house, in -house. we all moved in-house and then everybody's career went. Well, it was like everybody else, because 2020 was COVID, everybody else was moving out of the office mm -hmm. and buildings were for sale and people were working remotely um, for what, two years mm -hmm. almost? I mean, I think that now people are starting to go back in the office, mm -hmm. but for two years and while we were bringing everybody in, in the house. office. Yeah, we did the exact opposite yep. of everybody else. Everybody else was going home to work. My team had been remote since 2013. And then in 2020, um, literally a month before the pandemic started, we had found this building and signed the lease and we were getting ready to move in. Like I want to say April 1. It was, I think it was because I remember we were a little on the fence. Like yeah. So we were like, we pushed it out for 30 days and went, give us a second because half of our clients panicked and half of them stepped on the gas, right? Mm -hmm. The smart ones stepped on the gas yep. because they realized that, um, during that time, nobody was in their car listening to the radio. Nobody was, um, you weren't watching TV because they were just showing you the body stacks in New York yep. city. Right. And so nobody was, they were pulling their TV and radio advertising. Um, and they were just going to social. And so the smart ones literally dumped all of their money into social and went that way because we were able to yep. control the narrative, right? Yes, we're open. Yes, we're sanitizing. Yes, we're safe. Yes, we're wearing masks. Yes, you can still get your car serviced. All of those things, those messages could get out on a pivot. Like uh, like if they called today and said, Robin, we need everybody to know that, um, we're, that we're appointment only because we're only allowing six people in the showroom at once. Then we knew that we could get that message out for them right off the bat. Um, TV and radio couldn't do that anyways, even if anybody was listening to those. Yep. And so during 2020, um, the social voice, like the people who backed off the gas, they're stupid They're And if you're one of them, I apologize, but you're stupid. That's where the money should have been spent was the social media. Everybody was tied to their devices. It's in your time. face all the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, so Robin, where is, um, SCP and Epic, where are they headed right now? Well, um, the last couple of years with everybody in automotive has been uh, like, I would say, I would like to say every 90 days, it's a pivot, but it's been faster than that. It's like been every 60 days, something is different in our industry and we're having to be very nimble. And I think we see companies who are not nimble, that don't have the ability to move with the way the market is. I think we're seeing them crumble and fall. Um, for me, my, my sentence of this year is land grab, like literally... <laughs> We forgot to put it on Do Not Disturb. We apologize. That's why, you know, Shasta's not here. She's yeah. our tech person. She does all this for us. <laughs> so land grab is my thing. This is my thing this year, right? So it's like um, there are some good companies out there that are not doing, not able to withstand all of the pivots and yep. not able to withstand the ups and the downs of business. And so then are they a fit for us to absorb them or are they a fit for us to buy them or you know, are they a fit for us to collaborate with them? Right. And so those are the things that we're looking at. I have, um, we have capacity here. Um, our office now will house um, human wise up to probably like almost 200 humans. Mm -hmm. um, but like, if we're talking about Facebook team, 
uh, lead gen team, uh, BDC team. Um, we have 170 seats, you know, that we can put bodies in. And so that really tends for collaboration a lot. So like when we go to conferences, Jess knows yep. when we go to conferences, we're not out there talking to dealers. I mean, we're that's not. all great. I mean, if they want to talk to us, that's fantastic. But we're going, I mean, one of our newest things, I'm going to share this really quick. Okay. One of our newest things that we've been testing, we haven't promoted it. Like we have not promoted it. We just had to get the processes dialed in. And if you're a vendor watching right now, you need to call this girl right now because we've been working on our B2B team and they are fire. They are killing it. They are like, fire, right? So for the for the for the vendors that we're dialing for, we're setting up demos, right? We're not selling. We're we're doing the hard part, the stuff that wears you out, right? Yep. Call, 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 call. Get somebody interested, schedule a demo with this company. Um, and they and the cool thing about it is that you can pick how much money you want to spend on this, right? So if you're like, I want my budget to be X, and we'll go, great, that'll be this many hours a week that we'll dial for you. And those hours are scheduled off. And we have someone that's just dialing your account um, to get you demos for, I mean, I'm not going to drop any names, but you can text Jess and yes, she'll, tell you can, you, she'll tell you. You can get with me and I am happy to give you any references that you need. Um, our B2B team has blown my expectations out the water. I mean, it, it really took off way faster than what I even expected it to. So I'm super excited to see where that goes. We are too. And we just hired, we just brought back one of our, um, one of our great people that used to work for us. And we brought him back now because he helped Jess start the B2B yep. team and kind of figure out some of the details of it. And even if you don't know who, who to dial, we have contacts to get lists yep. to dial for you. Like if you go, Hey, I really want to grow my business in Texas. And then Jess will reach out. She'll get the data for independents or franchise dealers, whatever, whoever you're dialing for, whoever we're dialing for. And um, then we'll pop those into Volley and we'll create the script with you. We'll dial through those and we'll set up as many demos as you want. If you want us dialing two hours a day for you, that's what we do. And then we just literally set you up to uh, go in and close it. That's my, that's one of my favorite things that's going on right now, it's, it's because learning how to work with these other vendors, like they can refer us business, like, Hey, some of our clients right. need your help. Um, but then we get to learn so much about them mm -hmm. that even sitting on a demo with some vendors, you don't get all of the information that you do when you're actually doing the work for them. You get to learn mm -hmm. so much more and you really get into exactly what they offer yeah. and what solutions they have for the dealerships that we work with too. Mm -hmm. So I, I really think that it's cool. It's uh, given us a lot of insight into the industry and what everybody else is offering as well. Um, Robin, everybody knows you as like the manifestation queen. You're mm -hmm. always on, on your goals. You're always writing on your goals and meeting them. Um, is there anything in particular that stood out to you for the month of May that you were able to mark off of your, your list? Is there something I'm forgetting it? No, I'm, I'm asking. Okay. It doesn't even have to be in the month of May. Let's say the last quarter that you've gotten to mark off your list. So I actually brought my list in with me today because I was like going through and marking stuff off. Um, it's funny because like I should go grab it and grab your uh, notebook because your notebook is so cool. We'll wait for her to get right back. Her, uh, her notebook is really neat. I don't generally bring it to work with me. So um, it's just appropriate that this happened. So this is my journal, whatever, get over in front of the camera. I bought this in Seattle at the, um, at Pike's place. Is that right? I don't know what this is, but it's sweet. Hmm. Something on my planner. Um, anyways, in here is, um, I have this special pen I use cause this is a cotton paper. And so sometimes it just, I have to find the right pen to write on it. I got this sticky on my finger. <laughs> don't know what it is. 
So we go through what we call our list of 300. And um, I just hand line the paper. And then if they're, if they're marked out in dark, it's because it's no longer something that I want. And if they're marked out in green, I have already achieved it. And so there are pages of this, like, you can just see, like, it just goes on and on and on. And so today I was literally marking out stuff that I had um, already achieved. And one of them was, hang on. I mean, there's just some stuff on here, like SCP owns 499 Fountain mm -hmm. Road. Um, we do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. Some of my stuff that's on here is crazy, like find my jump rope. Um, I had no idea where it was at. I hadn't seen it in 10 years and I, like I needed to find it, which I wish I hadn't because I, I jumped one time and cracked a rib. Oh, I put it back up again. Um, launched BDC website, did there that. Um, let me see here. There, I got to see what I marked off today because that was probably, there was one today that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I get to mark that off. Um, oh yeah, I got a new king size mattress. Oh, cool. <laughs> There you go. There's also stuff on here like forgive my dad. Like there's stuff on here that's very deep and there's stuff that's very surface level, just ridiculous, right? Um, I love this so much. Yeah. I dive into my 300 list and I always have to make sure that I have time to do it because I'll go down a rabbit hole. Agreed. I do the same thing. And so like there's times when I want to go back through here and the proof of that I can do it are the ones that are highlighted in green. So um, knowing that there is, that you have the ability to attract something into your life, knowing when you've accomplished it is um, super important. So this is, um, this is important to me. And then like I also write in here, like the, the whys and the plans behind it. So why do you want to have, so I don't know, I tell a whole lot of people the story about 499 mm -hmm. Road. Um, so Beverly, probably watching. I don't know if she is or not. <laughs> Hi, Bev. She is. So Beverly um, is, so if I'm the visionary, Bev is the integrator, right? It's her job to kind of put together all of the things that I want to see happen. And I can't imagine, I mean, it's got to be like a nightmare just keeping up with me sometimes because I'll be like, I had an idea this morning. Jess, get in my office. Like we're like talking through stuff and she's just like, holy crap, what now? What will this cost? <laughs> Whatever. And so when we were in our last office that we were leasing, that one that we bought, that we moved into in 2020, um, we kept running out of space. When the when the BDCs closed around the United States, when dealerships either gutted them because they needed to save cash flow during um, the pandemic, or when all of when the majority of the people who worked in a BDC were women and they had to go home and homeschool because I mean this is so far removed from us now we forget how horrible this was. All of the kids were sent home from school. And so there was no place for them to go. They couldn't go to a daycare. So all these women had to go home and homeschool their kids. Now they had to finish out, they had to become a teacher or the, or the dads, but the majority of them were women. Well, that left a huge hole in the BDC world. And we had just started playing around with BDC. And I say playing around because nobody would give us any information, mm -hmm. like how to price it, how many hours people need to work, what cadence should they use? Like literally nobody would help us with anything. Like pulling teeth. Oh, we were just winging it. We lost so much money in the beginning because we're like, what will they pay? I don't know. Charge this. Does that seem like too much? I don't know. And so um, once we started growing it, um, when people, when the word got out that um, we could help them, especially independents that um, are really big in the subprime market, um, because we speak subprime, we know how to make these people feel comfortable 
because we've been dealing with Facebook customers for so long and we know how to walk them down the funnel and make them feel safe and make them feel heard and qualm all of their fears and get them into the dealership. And so we ran out of space. Like, I'm not even kidding. We you. ran out of space like four times. But when we first moved in, it was so big that we had a walkie talkie up because I go, yep. Shasta, come to my office. And she would come running over whatever, like across this 5,600 square foot building that we had. And then um, I was like, okay, so we first started with a virtual VDC. Everybody was virtual. Um, and so then I was like, I need to move a team in house. So if I get the tape measure and my blue tape out, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. <laughs> Cause I'm making, I'm figuring out, I'm visualizing what's going to be here. So I went to this one back office that we had and taped it all off. And I called the guy who sold cubicles. I'm like, how much space will they take up? And I figured I could get six in this room. I could get six cubicles in here and I'd have six people. And that's a great size BBC, yep. right? Six people. I was so excited. That lasted about 45 days. We were out of room in that. And I, so I've got my tape out and my tape measure out again. And there was this big open front room that we had that was like 25 by 15, I think is what it measured out to. And so I'm taping it off and I'm, I'm measuring how I can put them in here several different ways to see. Can't, it didn't matter how I measured it. I could only get 16 cubicles in there. So I call the guy again. I'm like, I think I need 16 cubicles. And then I needed 16 computers. I needed 16 chairs. I needed all of the stuff. And then our Facebook team, who was in this whole other room, we ended up moving them because the, the BDC outgrew the 16 and the 6. So we moved them. We had this huge storage. I call it a storage closet, but it was just this other room that just wasn't finished. It had yeah. particle wood walls. And so we moved the Facebook team in there on folding tables, literally on folding tables. Folding tables. And then moved all of the BDC again in where the Facebook team was. And we added like another 15, I think 15 desks in there. And I told them, I'm like, we're out of space. Like, I, I only have 40 parking spaces. So even if I could figure out a way to get more people in here, I've got no room to park them. And so I started looking at buildings and um, she didn't want me to. And I didn't care. Um, and so I... Um, I would find places that were big enough, but they'd have like, they, maybe they were a feed store before. So yeah. I had like 10 parking spaces and I was like, that's not going to work. So when I finally found this building, it had 110 parking spaces. It used to be an event center. So it was like a big shell of a building um, that just had a dividing wall down the middle of it. But the rest of it was just like where they would hold events, weddings or receptions or company parties or whatever. And there was a kitchen too, because the whole place smelled like brisket. Uh, as, that's what I was about to say. It's like the brisket smell was making you hungry 24 seven. Like they had a smoker that was built into the wall. So you just walked in and smelled brisket. Yeah. And so um, I don't know how I talked her into making an offer on this building, but we did. We put it under contract in like April. So like a year later. So we moved into the one building in April of 2020. It was we, October that we moved in here. I know, but the, the first one we moved oh, in right, April. Yeah, yeah. And then a year later, we put a contract on this building. And so generally, Bev's busting my balls on everything I want to do money-wise. Like she's she, like... She said the blue, tape, the blue tape makes me nervous. Absolutely. So usually she's just like all up in my business all the time about, oh, how we're going to afford this. This is never going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. All the time. And she wasn't on this deal. And I was like, that's weird. So I knew that I couldn't make, I didn't think I could make this happen all by myself and that I needed some more reinforcements. So every time I'd get a chance, I would call the realtor and go, I need to come back over and look at the building again. And then I would bring all my team. 
I bring my team over. They'd come over in shifts. Like the opening shift would come and then they would leave and go back. And then the second team would come and I would walk them through. And I'm like, and it's going to look like this. And the walls are going to be right here. And we'll have cubicles all right here. I had drawn it all out so many times. I had graph paper. And I would like, and I would take a picture of it and I'd send it to Jessica and Shasta and Beverly. They're like, that's cool. I'm like, they're nowhere near as excited as I am, right? Like, see it. We didn't have the same vision as you did. I mean, and seeing it now, we're like, oh, that's what she was talking about. <laughs> so I like keep doing all of this stuff. I'm talking to the cubicle guy. I'm like, okay, exactly how much, how many, how many cubicles do I think I can get in here? And so at the other building, I would literally be, I would have two people scooting their chairs back. How far did I need them to roll their desks out? How much <laughs> space did they need this way before they were hitting each other? Like I'm measuring everything, and um, and still Bev's not giving me much crap. I'm like interesting so um she was getting ready to go on vacation to greece that year and it was like a week before she was leaving for vacation it was the end of july and our realtor calls and said and she's been getting them all of the stuff all of the stuff all the stuff and our realtor calls and goes hey can um you guys go ahead and close like next tuesday i don't remember what day it was and um she's like what she did not believe they were ever going to approve us for not just the loan, but for the money to um, build this office out. She didn't believe it. And so that's why she wasn't stressed about it. She didn't care. I did. I never <laughs> didn't believe it. Like I would come over here in the mornings and I would park outside the gate when nobody was here. And I would walk to the back of the parking lot where the cars would be parked. And I'd look back at the building where the employees would walk in and I would visualize them walking in. Although there were loudspeakers out there and it was Michael Jackson playing every morning too. I don't have that yet. And so I would visualize them coming to work and they were so happy to come in here and that the office was awesome. I knew what it looked like inside and they and what all was going to happen inside of this building. So I just visualized it like probably two to three times a week I would come in the parking lot, crawl under the gate and just come and, and stand out there by the evergreens and just look back at the building. And so when they called and said we could close, she was just like, she, then she went into panic mode and she was like, holy crap, I cannot believe they approved us. And that's when I realized why she hadn't given me any, mm -hmm. any pushback was because she didn't believe it. She didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, anyway. it was no stress in her life. She's like, whatever, she could dream all she wants to. Um, and it did happen. And then everything went at rocket speed. And um, the building that we were leasing sold and they wanted us out super fast and we weren't ready in this building yet. And um, our general contractor just kept bringing me all this stuff he was stressing about. And this building had no internet to it at all. Gosh. Like there was a satellite somewhere. And I'm like, no, I've got to have high-speed Wi-Fi in here. I've got to have high-speed internet in here. And so he was like, I said, all of the things you're worrying about, I can, I can do folding tables and my computers if you can get me internet. And we had to be moved in by October 2nd because that's when they wanted us out of the other building. And so he was like, I'm like, we couldn't get um, fiber here until November. And so he called the cable company and he got us cable. He got his copper in here to suffice until the fiber came in. And so we had internet. So then the next thing he's like, all of these things I'm stressed about. I'm like, hang on a minute. They'd already, we were changing out our heat and air units and they'd already taken the old ones and we didn't have the new ones installed yet because we needed a gas line. And so he's like, I'm, I'm panic about all this stuff. I said, don't panic about anything but the heaters. Get the, get the gas line, get the inspections done, and get that going. Because remember, this is October. And we'd had a really warm fall so far, so it wasn't that bad. But, like, for a while, we were all in one little tiny part of the room. Yeah, we had to shut off the whole yeah, rest Yeah, because of it was 20 there. degrees colder on this yep. side. So we had everybody shoved in half of it because um, we had no heat. We literally didn't have any heat. And literally, the 
um, gas line got installed, the inspector came out, everything happened, and then the furnaces fired up, and the next day it was like 32 yep. degrees. We're like, perfect. It was all perfect So timing. everything happened exactly as it was supposed to, and it's still happening exactly as it's supposed Absolutely. to. So uh, it's just one of those things that when you visualize something, um, the details are super important. I mean, like, I, in my mind, I walked through this building so many times before it was ours that I knew exactly what my office was going to look like, what the walls were going to look like, everything. And I would just kept telling them, like, all the time I would tell Jess and Shasta and Bev all the time, like, oh, my God, and these white glass walls are going to be here. We're going to have sliding doors here. And it's going to be whatever. And they were just like, and then it wasn't until the walls were going up and they're like, yeah. oh, you that, see it now. that's what you, and I, but I already saw it. So when you dream, get the details and be very specific. This The specificity that the finer the details, that you can visualize the faster it comes together and it comes together exactly the way you wanted it. If you give the universe or whoever you are requesting stuff from God or um, whomever, um, a vague thing is so hard for that request to be fulfilled. But if you're very specific, I want this, 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 and this, and I want it to be this color and this shape and this blah, 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 then, then it's easier to for everything to go to work and to start collaborating to have that happen. So. Um, I'm very specific on just about anything that I'm about. I love that. And I love that something else that most people don't know that Robin does is she does goal setting with all of her managers. Um, I think it's every six months, isn't mm -hmm. it? Every six months. And that, that time it is, it's, it's huge. And it's, it's huge for our team to know what their own potential is and that their dreams aren't too big for them just because of all they've ever known was less than. Well, and it's funny because um, I'm part of Arate Syndicate with Ed Milet and Andy Frisella. And one of the things that they're constantly saying is that your vision has to be so big that all of their visions can fit under it. The things that they want to accomplish in life have to be able to fit under your vision and you have to let them see that. And so like when I'm telling you, and you've done it too, that when we do goal setting with them, sometimes they don't even know how to set a goal. Like they'll go, I want to be a better dad. And it's like, well, okay, well, what does that mean? I mean, you could like not murder your kids and that's a better dad than that guy, right? right? Or you could like actually stay home at night and that's a better dad. So what does being a better dad mean? And so we'll break it down with our employees to be specific. What, what to you means that you're a good dad? And I know when we were talking to Jacob and Jacob was like, I want to read to my kids every night for at least 15 minutes. And I'm like, easy like then make that the thing every night that you don't ever give up reading to your reading to your kids um like that's a priority every day and then what next and then what next and then what next and so he finally learned like there there are steps you don't just get up one morning and go i think i'm gonna go to california yep. and you don't are, are you gonna fly are you gonna drive are you gonna take the bus you gonna take the train how are you gonna get there how long do you plan for to be for you to get there. Are you stopping along the way? If you're stopping, are you spending the night? Like the details from that point A to point B, there's things that have to happen in the middle there. And if you don't plan those things out too, then you're leaving a lot to chance. I agree. So this year is a huge year for SCP. Mm -hmm. Oh what, yeah. What year is it? It's our 10 year anniversary. Yay! If you look at the statistics, I'll have to look it up again because like the percentage of businesses that make it to 10 years is my newt. It is very small. And so we were super excited. We made it to our seven year anniversary when we were at the other crappy old building. And so this is our 10 year anniversary. Um, uh, we have invitations going out soon. If you'd like to come join us for our anniversary party, 
We're going to have food trucks. If I can find a margarita truck, we'll have one of those, but we're going to have some tacos. We're going to have some, uh, some fun and to celebrate this milestone and with all the people who helped us get here. So, so with this being the 10 years of SCP, do you have anything major on your goals list to accomplish this year? Well, one of the things, so last year, so every year we have an amazing Christmas party, right? And, um, it's not just a party to celebrate. It's, and I learned this from Greg McCoy and Jack Frost. We do an auction every year. So we have all of these presents that we bring to the table and they get to earn epic bucks that have mine and Beverly's face on them. I wish um, I had some. <laughs> so they have these epic bucks and they get to bid on different things from little silly crap to toys for their kids or big screen TVs or Michael Kors or coach bags. Last year we did Kansas City Chiefs Broncos yep. tickets. Um, so from big things to little things that we bring. And so last year I wanted to, I had it on my list to give away a car um, to an employee. And my, I, I, I'll tell you how, how big this is in manifesting. I couldn't see the details of how to pick a winner of who would be the ones, how do I get, who's going to be nominated? How do we pick who's going to get the car? And then, I just couldn't, I couldn't see all of it. And so we didn't do it because I couldn't visualize how it would flow. I couldn't. And so it was just like, it won't happen if I can't see it all the way to the end. And so I was, um, I walk in the mornings. I have a really great neighborhood. And I was listening to this book. Hang on, I'm going to pull it up. So I get, so I tell you, because I usually listen to about 15 books at a time. But this one was The Secret Society of Success by Tim Schurer and Donald Miller. And wasn't even talking about this part of it. But they were talking about like the um, uh, when we were at Dealer No Summer Camp last week, they were talking about cause marketing and what are some of your causes that your company stands for. And so in my list of 300 in my magic little notebook has always been my goal has always been to create 100 jobs. Not because like that's a magical number for me, but. Like Jess has grown up here. I have mostly grown up here in Joplin, Missouri. Um, and so to create 100 jobs in, in this town, with population 50,000, um, and to change the lives of 100 humans in this town was always on my goals. And like so like when they get a paycheck from me and Beverly, they get to participate. Their kids get to play Little League or youth football, or they get to tithe at church or they get to take their kids out to this restaurant and eat dinner. And that money gets to come back into this community because of something that we did. Mm -hmm. But lately, like we, and probably in the past too, just wasn't on my radar fully yet, um, that we have some good employees that are like, I can't start yet because our household only has one car and my husband needs it to get to his job or my wife needs it to get to her job. And I just don't have transportation to and from work yet. And I'm like, and we don't have public transportation here, really. And I was like, crap, there's got to be a solution to this. So while I was listening to this book the other morning, it crossed my mind. Like I've been still on the on the lookout for a vehicle that we could buy, that we could make sure was mechanically sound and detail it and get it all cleaned up and, and have that as a solution. And I was like, why don't we buy a van for SCP and for Epic BDC? And um, I've got enough dealer partners out there that know and love me. Um, that would find something that maybe you were going to wholesale. It's like around 120,000 miles. And it doesn't have to be a big van. It could be like a um, Pacifica or a Carnival or a, a, a Sonoma, Sedona, Sedona, Sedona. sorry. <laughs> um, and then here's, and I would like to do this. I would like to hire probably a retired 
gentleman, it could be a retired lady too, if she wants, it doesn't matter, um, that cannot make too much income because they're on um, disability or SSI. SSI or whatever. And I could have, so our shifts start at 7 a.m. and they end at 7 p.m. So I have employees that come to work at 7. I have the second shift that comes to work at 10, 15. Mm -hmm. Then the 7 o'clock go home at 3.45. And then the closing shift goes out home at 7 p.m. I'm like, what if we could have this van? And in my mind, it's a gentleman. So it probably will be because that's in my mind. That's what I see. And he's tall. Um, I don't know why. Um, and I, and he would be the, the guy in the morning that would go and pick up these four five or six employees and get them to the office for that seven o'clock shift. And then I don't know what he'll do in between that and 10 o'clock, but then he will go get, um, yeah, I'm glad you're on here, Don, <laughs> because you're in my vision. Um, so he will go and get the 10 o'clockers and bring them, uh, to work and then at three forty-five take them home and at seven o'clock, take them home. Right. And that we can provide a solution for these people that don't have transportation. And even though it seems like it'll start small, just like my six room BDC mm -hmm. did, you know, um, that's six people, six more people that I could give a job to that couldn't get there, you know, by us buying a van. So here's what I'm looking for. If y'all are listening, I'm looking for um, any of my dealer partners to find me a decent van. That's not, I'm not gonna have to dump a ton of money into it to get it mechanically sound. Um, and then it may be somewhere in the country that I don't know where it's at. And then I want Don Brady to either give me a really great deal on shipping it here. And then I will put his logo on the back of my van because I'm going to wrap the whole thing. And then I have a friend over in Girard, Kansas called Out of Line Designs who does all of our stuff for us. And I'm going to have him do the whole wrap on it. And if um, and if it's XYZ dealership that gave us a good deal on the van, the whole back of it is going to be for logos. And... Um, then whoever wraps it and gives me a good deal on that, they're going to have their marketing on there. Whoever helped me out mechanically will have their logo on there. But this van was helped sponsored by this, 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 and this. And this is a, a way to be for me to be able to create jobs for people who normally couldn't get them because they don't they can't solve their transportation problems, right? And then after a while, they're here. We know about helping them with their credit. We have a credit class that goes on yep. for our employees. We know how to help them get their credit to the point where they can buy a vehicle and they can afford it now because they have a job that they, that they don't have to worry about transportation. I have a girl that doesn't even live probably a half a mile from here, but she doesn't feel safe crossing this one road and she doesn't drive for whatever circumstances in her life, she doesn't drive. And so somebody has to pick her up every day. Here is Brittany every day going, can somebody pick me up? Blah, blah, blah. I need to be at work at 10, 15. And so then I wouldn't have to worry about that for Brittany. Brittany would always be here. She would never have to worry. She would, and for and for some reason, like this guy's name is Earl, the one that, I, that I've that i envisioned in my mind. Earl will have a little schedule of everybody and he'll text him and go, I'm on my way. I'm picking up Brittany first. I'm picking up blah, 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 blah. And we'll all be there. And look, Don's a used car dealer. There we go. So that's my vision right now that that's this week's visualization. I like have the detail of it. I know what the van looks like. I know it's going to be so cool when it's wrapped. I know what Earl looks like. Um, and I know that um, if like you're running five minutes late, there's going to be a problem because Earl's not going to let all of the employees be late because you didn't come out and get the van on time. So it's just, it's stuff like that that doesn't, doesn't make me like, it doesn't make me any money. Like a vision like that doesn't make me any money. It, the, the goal, other than I have employees that make me money, but the goal is, can I create a hundred jobs? Mm -hmm. And can I get people who are like, this is the reason for not having a job right now is solid transportation. Um, can I 
um, solve that problem. And then that maybe next year I'll have two vans. I don't know. Maybe I have a bigger van. Maybe I'll buy a school bus. I don't know. But I want to create 100 jobs here in Joplin, Missouri, and I won't quit until that happens. And that's just this week's, like I'm the visionary, like I dream this crap up all day long. And then Bev's like, what? But she was really open to this. She I told was. Jess first, I'm like, Jess, think, I need, she need to tell just you, this is what I'm thinking. And she's like, I like that idea. So that was like, awesome. So then I tell um, Bev, I'm like, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. And she's like, I think it's a great idea. And I'm like, do you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> like I get, I get, I get kicked down a lot. Like she'll go, like we're going to NIADA and, um, it's our first time to go to NIADA. And here was my here was my vision at, at NIADA. I wanted to have a live outsourced BDC set up at NIADA so that dealers could come over, even vendors, because we do B2B now, right? They could come over and see us dialing for our dealerships live on the floor at the expo at NIADA. That was my vision. Like I already saw it. I saw it at NADA, but my pockets aren't as deep as NADA wants. They want to get way deep in my pockets. And they wanted my money without even a space available, so I didn't do that. Um, and so I told them, I'm like, I, I think I think I want to I want to go to NIADA and set it and have a, a booth at the expo. And she's like, that's going to cost blah 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. Like, but she didn't say. She made the mistake. She made the mistake of not going. No, you can't do that because we don't have X Y Z money in the budget for that. And I didn't care if I had to pay for the whole thing myself. I was going to do it because I knew that this is what I wanted to see happen. I'm still very passionate about it. So you can find us in June at NAIDA. NIADA. NIADA. You say that wrong every time. Um, (laughs) And we will have a live BDC set up there. Isaac and Connor are coming with us. They're going to be dialing live on the floor while we're there. And I'm really excited about it. Jess and I will be there. Shasta may be there. She hasn't said no yet. So Shasta may be there also, but we're excited to show people what it looks like, that it doesn't have to look, I don't know what people think an outsourced BDC looks like, but it looks like everybody that like is in your dealership. dealership. (laughs) So we're excited. That's another vision that I have, like an in detail, like I knew exactly what I wanted it to look like, feel like, smell like, be like, and who I wanted there. And so um, that's what it is about attracting is like, do you it. see it? I see myself already there. I know what we're going to be talking about, what we're going to be handing out, who we're going to be saying hello to, when we're going to be going live. I know all of these things ahead of time. And so if you're going down a road of attracting something into your life or manifesting something or even praying it into, be specific even with God. Tell him exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. I told one of our employees once, I talk a lot, sorry. I told one of our employees once and she's like, I'm just so tired of being single, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you park in the middle of your driveway? She's like, Yes. I'm like, do you sleep in the middle of your bed? And she's like, yes. I said, scoot over. You're not making room for anybody in your life. Park on your side of the driveway. Sleep on your side of the bed. Don't spread your stuff all over the bathroom. Make room for somebody to be there in your life because right now there's no room. And then what does that person look like? What are their character traits? Um, How tall are they? What color are their eyes? All of those things are super important. I love that. Um, so, Robin, I know that if anybody is interested in social media or BDC services, you guys are going to want to come to me. Don't go to her for that. Um, but if somebody is interested in helping out with sponsoring the the car, the van, whatever it is that um, you have in your vision that you want to do for the company, um, how can they reach you? Well, I mean, all of these people right here know how to reach they know me. Who you are. So, um, but if you want to, you can even text me. My number is 417. Just type it in. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to. 
Okay, she knows my number, 417-629-8006. And if you'd like to be part of this project of love that I have for um, Gotham, Missouri, and creating uh, more jobs here, and you want to get your sponsorship on the back of this van and help me bring this to life, I'm like so excited about it. I can't even tell I'm you. Excited too. Like, I think that we'll get some good press from it. I, I know... Um, the people at um, Show Me the Ozarks magazine, mm -hmm. I know that she'll be like all about writing an article about it. Anything that we do, matter of fact, when we went to get our SBA loan, um, the banker said when we were closing on this property, he's like, look, whatever you guys want to do, like all of our people on the SBA side are here to help you guys do whatever they believe in your vision so much of what you're doing. And I'm like, fantastic. So, um, and I know that everybody wants to I mean, everybody says they want to help out these people who are stuck in these situations. When you're just right above the poverty line, you know, you're just right above where any benefits, you can't get any benefits. You make too much money for benefits, but not enough to survive, mm -hmm. not enough to have a two vehicle household or anything like that. Like, how can I help with that? How can I get, and just knows when the weather gets crappy around here, I and picking up employees who are afraid to drive in the snow, like I'm in the Jeep or I'm in whatever vehicle I'm in and I'm picking them up and bringing them to work because I don't want them, one, to feel unsafe and be like, oh, I got in a wreck because I had to come right. to work in the snow. But also they can't afford to miss a paycheck. Mm -hmm. They can't afford to miss a day. I know where their worlds are. And so like, I'll just go pick them up and then I'll go, I'll go back to McDonald's and order mm -hmm. 70 sausage biscuits because I don't even know if they ate breakfast on the way in. And so having a real heart for the people, which a lot of people would not guess about me because I'm typically an asshole. Um, uh, having a real heart for the people is like my superpower. Um, the friend of mine that sent me that, that thing, hang on a second. I got to pull it back up again. Where did he put it? That we drove, that we wrote up in. Oh, he texted you. Yeah, here it is. So he said, he asked me, what is your greatest strength? And I answered him in 2015, 15. getting the most out of the talent that I have hired. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really just looking for um, their strengths and their weaknesses. And there's a lot of times when we have employees that are just failing. And our first thing is always between us, do we have them in the wrong seat? Because maybe they're a right culture fit, but we've got them doing the wrong thing. And we hire a lot of um, senior citizens also that maybe technology is a challenge for them. And so, um, and I don't know that Scott will like us saying this, Scott Davis, but um, Volley is such a good fit for our um, older employees. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier to maneuver than a CRM is. There's so many moving things within a CRM. And so uh, we're able to put senior citizens in, um, I'm telling you like Nancy who's over 70. Yep. Um, and and we, we, joke, we joke with them all the time, we call them the golden girls because um, they all go have dinner together and argue amongst themselves or whatever. But if you can provide a solution for them, which Bali is, teach them how to use that Bali software, and then they can still add income to their lives, even in, in their senior years. I mean, that's something that's huge. And so we have a heart, all of us have a heart for our people um, to help them succeed, but also they also have to hit their metrics too. Right. So how can we help them become the better version of themselves? I agree. All right. Well, Robin has, most of you guys know where you can reach Robin at. Most of you guys know who she is. You guys have met her in person. Um, but her cell phone number is also in the comments if you want to shoot her a text. Um, and without further ado, I'll go ahead and wrap this up. Robin has never done this before. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start and then we'll we'll both finish it out with the, with our names. You can be again. anything, be sarcastic. No. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
<laughs> in a world where you can be anything, be kind because you never know what someone else is going through this week. So when you go out into the world this week, remember to light it up. My, I'm Jess. I'm Robin. And we've been the chicks in charge today. Thanks, guys. Thanks Bye. for watching.